Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. So back in the day, Ryan, I used to work for BT, a British telecom, and um, used to have around 3,500 people uh, working in the team. Um, and it was really interesting because I used to get all of these really clever consultants come in and talk to me about these great theories. Uh, and when I used to say to them, that's a really interesting theory, how do I implement this in my organization? Um, they used to run a mile. Uh, and, you know, uh, so in other words, people used to talk a hell of a lot about theory, but the issue becomes uh, how do you implement it? Um, and the name of our company, Beyond Philosophy, tries to indicate that, uh, i.e., you've got to have a philosophy or a thought, but you've got to go beyond it and and do something. Um, and, and I guess maybe that's a little bit where academia is. Uh, they come up with these great thoughts and there's loads of great stuff in academia, but how do you actually operationalize that is always the challenge. No, I, I remember our, our very first conversation, Colin. You were explaining to me about your uh, consulting firm and what you did. And my thought was, well, why do you need me? I, I just care about theory. Um, your your implementation stuff sounds really painful to me um uh, <laughs> uh, so it's it's always it's surprising that we get along as well as we do because i i find you kind of existentially threatening that you don't just like <laughs> theory the way i do so. uh, but that's okay because we do get along so why don't we why don't we start there so uh, i'm sure the question you get all the time from uh clients and customers and and friends at parties is uh how do you implement this stuff this is kind of um your bread and butter so We've, we've talked, you know, people who are regular listeners of the podcast will have heard us talk about, you know, dozens of theories at this point, and, and we'll have dozens more to talk about. How do we get practical with this? So if someone were to come to you and say, specifically, how do I implement uh, a customer experience program based on all these academic theories that have been talked about, where do you start? Yeah, good question. So for us, there are some, what I've learned in the last sort of 15 years of doing this stuff, there are some really key questions. Uh, so let, let me go through some of those key questions and maybe the audience would like to think about their answers to some of these key questions as we, as we go along. Um, when, when my boss back in the day said, um, uh, when I was working at BT, said, Colin, I'd like you to improve the customer experience, but do it at least cost, which is always the challenge they throw in at the end to do everything at least cost. I, I sat back and I thought to myself, what do we mean by customer experience? Um, and what I discovered was, you know, and we now, all these podcasts are talking about customer experience and what that means. But if you think about improving something, Improving means you are somewhere and you're trying to head somewhere else. So the interesting question for me becomes, what's the experience that we're trying to deliver? You know, are we clear about is the organization is whatever organization that you're that's out there now? If you were a client of ours, we would be saying, what's the experience that you're trying to deliver? And most organizations haven't got a clear articulation of what that experience is and the issue becomes because they don't have a clear articulation of that experience 
what happens is everybody does what they think is the right thing. So marketing do what they think is the right thing. Uh, customer service do what they think is the right thing. Sales do what they think is the right thing. And, and everybody does what they think is the right thing. And the customer experiences those differences. Uh, and therefore, that's where you get that non-alignment and, you know, um, uh, all the problem areas that we all know and, and know and love. So for us, the first key question has to be about um, articulating the strategy of what that experience is. Do, does that make sense? It, it does. I, I think that I think that it's that's better general advice than um, just specific to customer experienced implementation i mean that it's shocking how often things go wrong in business because people don't bother to sit down and figure out what the goal was before they started um to figure out where they want to get to um i i always talk to people who want to apply behavioral economics principles um i i say you know this stuff doesn't work in general it it only works very specifically so you need to know exactly what you're trying to change uh before you get before you can even start in any kind of reasonable way. And it sounds like you you offer the same advice, uh, know where you want to get to, define things very specifically before you even get started. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, you've got to start off with the strategy. You've got to, you've got to know the direction you're heading in. You've got to know that when, you know, a customer interacts with you and, and um, one of our famous case studies is Maersk Line, who are the largest container shipping company in the world, and they improved their net promoter score by 40 points over a 30-month period that um, had a 10% increase in shipping volumes. Uh, this was all written by uh, Forrester in an independent re- piece of research that they did on, on how they did it. Uh, and we work with them on all this stuff. And the reason I'm telling you all this, because I want to give you an example, um, what what uh, Maersk did was that they therefore managed to say that or through the work they did, the experience they wanted to give their customers was they wanted their customers to trust them. They wanted uh, their their customers to feel cared for and they wanted their customers to feel pleased. Uh, and those are three simple things that you can now start to say, well, the action we are taking, does that make the customer feel that they trust us does that make them feel that we care for them does that make them feel that they're pleased uh, and therefore you can start to once you've articulated that strategy um you can then start to 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 um you can then start to work um, uh, start to work out how to implement it but there's a step before that i i think is really important and again to your point that organizations don't think about and and the experience that you want your customers to, to do, or the experience that you want to deliver to your customer should be an experience that drives value for the organization. Mm. So, in other words, you make money or you improve your net promoter or you improve loyalty or retention or whatever it may be. So the first part of this, and I feel a bit like a broken record now, Ryan, because we bang on about research um that's all right colin we're charming enough people are happy to listen to us repeat ourselves absolutely repeat ourselves repeat ourselves um the um so for us the first step is actually um defining what drives value and and going back to again a common theme of this uh, podcast um is defining not just what customers say that drives value but what actually drives value 
so you can start to work out that making a customer feel cared for drives value and therefore because it drives value that's a good thing to to implement does that make I mean, sense i mean going back to to the point that you just raised you know those three aspects of the customer experience that Maersk wanted to um, improve you know there there are dozens of ways that you could improve your customer experience um, and so unless everybody's got some idea of no these are our three specific targets you know the organization could objectively being uh, doing things that are improving the customer experience but in ways that don't reinforce that don't that aren't consistent with each other and to your point now that don't drive value so, yeah absolutely and the danger is is the cmo um chief marketing officer sits there and goes hey we need to improve the marketing experience and then the customer service person goes hey we need to improve the customer service experience and they've all got their own individual strategies but they're not aligned uh, and 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 and, they've all defined improvement in different ways correct and and again this is pretty common Uh, so for us This is something that should be defined at a senior level. It should be defined through science, i.e. doing some research. And uh, it should be, um, you know, the example I always give is, um, uh, you know, if you want to create a fun experience, then you need to make sure that the people you employ are fun. Um, Because if they're all miserable, um, then you're not going to create a fun experience. Um, so in other words, what's the capabilities of the organization? Um, and are, are people willing to, uh, to, to take this on? So don't just say you're going to make customers feel cared for if actually you're not going to do it. Let Beyond Philosophy help you discover what your customers really want, not what they say they want, by uncovering the hidden drivers of value in your customer experience to create real ROI. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. You'll note that these are emotional things. They're not, uh, you know, improve our delivery time. It's not be the most reliable. Um, Because if you think about things like reliability, reliability People want things that are reliable because they want to trust you. Uh, so reliability links to links to, to trust as uh, as well. Does that make sense? Good. Yeah. In uh, in psychology, we talk about things like uh, variables and constructs. And the idea yep. is that variables are what you manipulate and what you measure. They're the things that you actually move. But the construct is the thing that you care about. It's the underlying, right? So you give somebody an IQ test, not because you care about IQ as a measure, but because you care about intelligence as a construct, and that's what you're measuring. It's the same basic idea here, it sounds like, where um, you know it's not the specific actions that you take. It's the larger goal for the organization. Um, are you creating trust? You can do that in any number of ways. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 you know, here's the irony. The same applies then for the employees. So for us, if you're having a, 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 a customer experience, you should also look at that as an employee experience. Um, but once you've created, so three more steps, uh, once you've created, 
Oh, it sounds like the police have come to get you, finally. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, we're recording this from my office, um, and we have a, a university hospital right next door. Um, or I'm about to be arrested. Either way, it should make for great <laughs> podcast listening. Absolutely. So uh, once you've defined the experience, once you've defined what drives value, you've defined the experience, you've set the strategy, now you need to get into the designing of it. So now you need to design how you're going to create an emotionally engaging experience. And all the stuff that uh, that uh, Ryan and I talk about on this podcast and people listening to this um, podcast will no doubt have heard of journey mapping. So, you know, uh, looking at a customer journey um, and, and going through it step by step. Uh, for us, when you do that, you should be looking at rational parts of the journey you know, how how quickly the phone's answered, et cetera, how the customer's feeling, but subconscious and and the psychological or, or behavioral economics part. So those four things when you're looking at uh, the customer journey. So thinking about, you know, loss aversion and reference points and uh, all those other things that we've we've talked about. Um, fifth Fifth area is clearly guess what once you've once you know what the experience is that drives value um, now you can measure that so you should now be measuring does your customer trust you does your customer feel that you care for them does your is your customer pleased uh, and the sixth area and this is an area where where Ryan helps us is with the training and this is probably one of my favorite areas because now we are saying how do we how do we actually get customers to uh, feel trust or feel cared for? Uh, uh, and, and that goes into some of the science where Ryan gets uh, involved with us. And the, the way I simply put it is the story I always tell here is I um, when I walk home at night and I walk in the front door and I shout hello to Lorraine, my wife, within a one word response, I can tell you if Lorraine's happy. I can tell you if Lorraine's sad. Uh, I can tell you what I need to do to make her happy um, and, you know, the things that I should definitely not do uh, to make her feel worse. Uh, and that's therefore, if you think about that, that's all of the um, that's all of the the things like um, uh, facial expression, tone of voice, cadence, uh, etc. And and what Ryan helps us to do is um, and maybe Ryan, just tell the listeners a bit about what you do there. Um, uh, helps us to pull that together into a training package so you can start to uh, train people on those things. Uh, sure. So some of the work that Colin and I have done in the past is um, developing uh, training guidelines um, and some materials to help people within organizations train those frontline employees um, to specifically get at, at some of these underlying what I would call constructs, these uh uh, drivers of value. So if you decide that you want, for example, your to help your customers trust you to feel trusted, uh, or, or excuse me, um, you want to feel trusted to your customers trust you, you know, how do you go implement that at the point of delivery? Um, and so, we, you know, we use some some pretty uh, well-tested techniques for training. We provide people with um, an understanding of what trust means from a customer standpoint, um, why it's important so you can help to motivate the employee to um, to really move towards that. And then also lots of basic kind of tutorials and training on 
um, you know, here are the specific steps that you can take. Here's language to avoid. Um, uh, you know, here's here's some scenarios that would uh, help or hurt towards this goal. So. Yeah, cool. So, uh, I mean, don't don't take this as a as a product pitch, everybody. Um, the, these are if there were if, if you're a CX professional and you uh, and you want to improve your experience, then let me just go through the six things I would do to to create a successful customer experience implementation. Um, the first thing is you've got to define what the experience is that you're trying to deliver. So set the strategy. And the key there is setting the strategy and involving the senior team and getting them to understand the implications of it. So not just pay lip service to it, but they understand the implications to it. To get to that, you should have done some research before on what drives value. So um, if you can understand what customer, what it will drive value and some of those hidden things that we've talked about in previous podcasts, that's then key. Once you've set that strategy, you can now go, right, now how do we design our experience? And when you're designing the experience, you're obviously designing the experience to evoke these emotions, trust, cared for, or, or, or pleased. And we would really encourage you to use all these podcasts as, uh, as sources of information to go, well, you know, where's loss aversion coming in here? How do we deal with reference points, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fifth thing is, you know, then go, we now need to measure these things. So, you know, not measuring customer satisfaction in terms of, you know, how satisfied were you, but measuring how well do you trust them, cared for, pleased, et cetera. So aligning the measure to, to the strategy. And the last thing is you've then got to train people. Um, you know, all those things have been theory up until this point. Where the rubber hits the road is how do you get per, a person on the phone or in a store or whatever else to interact with that um, that individual and understand how that customer is feeling, uh, so interpreting that, and, and therefore, how do you get them to evoke things like trust and cared for and the strategy? So those things are generic across the, across the piece. Why not let Colin and Ryan speak at your next conference? As you can hear, they're great communicators and can get over a message in a simple, inspiring, and humorous way. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash contact when i'm approaching problems like this i always encourage people to start with a goal which is a point that colin made very well you have to know what you're you're trying to do before you do it then develop a theory um which is colin's way of of saying you know figuring out what drives value what emotions are yep. going to drive value that that's your theory right um we want to improve this customer experience how do we do that we yep. focus on these things that'll work uh, look at towards the in, the dependent variable. So what is it you're going to measure at the end of the day to figure out whether this worked? That was Colin's sixth point or, or fifth point there. Um, and then what are your independent variables? So we, we know um, that we want to improve, um, you know, some specific aspect of the customer experience. Um, what is what are the levers that are available to us? Right? Can we train our employees to act differently? Can we, uh, you know, implement new systems? Can we have new policies? Uh, what is it that, that's available for us to move? Uh, those become your independent variables. Those become the things that you can change to look for a different outcome.
No, you see, you said that in such an intelligent way by talking about dependent variables and independent variables, and all I talk about is how do you measure things. See, so. I, I'm philosophy, Colin. <laughs> You're beyond philosophy. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'm I find just beyond. you so threatening. Yeah. <laughs> but mind I'm, you, I'm the bed bath. You are the beyond. Um, well, what the, I tell you, the thing that you can, what the thing that um, that I think is incredible is there's so much information in academia um, that is just. Um, well, it's just so much information that you could that you can use, but it's impenetrable. Um, and the be good clear, thing is, it is not written to be consumed by human beings. No, no, no. And the great thing that Ryan does is he makes it makes sense of it and can articulate it in um, in a good way. So, um, but I have to say, I'm going to have to start calling this independent variables instead of training <laughs> people because that sounds much grander. Have your people been on an independent variable training course yet? <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll bring the science, Colin. You sell it somehow. <laughs> That's how we do it. Good. Okay. So um, thanks very much for your time, everyone, today. Uh, if you've got any suggestions on any topics, if you've got any questions, if you think the podcast is a load of rubbish, if you think it's great, uh, any feedback will be will be good. Uh, we just uh, delete all the bad stuff, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> Um, and so just drop us a line at uh, contact at uh, Beyond Philosophy. Beyond Philosophy is all one word. So contact at Beyond Philosophy or just go to the uh, website and um, we'll be um, we'll, uh, gladly look at um, whatever you've got to say and hopefully build build it into one of the um, future uh, shows. So thanks very much for your time. Thanks, everybody. This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.